this week on Tea with Queen and Jay. How do you navigate anti-blackness when it's coming from inside the house? Loving yourself in a world that don't fuck with you. Also, ableism, fertility, and who can even joke about that shit? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. My goodness. Yes. It's happening. It's happening, yo. We're recording. We're sitting here at Tea with Queen and Jay HQ. Mm-hmm. My dog, Hennessy, is on her dog bed staring at me menacingly. Finally. So it's happening, yo. Yeah. We're fucking recording. Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea with, with Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen and Jay. Jay. Yes. Yes. Loving it. Loving it. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I had a really good weekend. That's nice. And uh, I don't remember what I did at all, but I don't feel like stressed about it. I stayed in the house. Good. Felt really good to like get my like life together. Good. good. Like home life together. Good. I caught up with some homegirls, so that was super cool. I did do some shit in the house, Mm -hmm. so that was good. I did some writing, so I feel good about that. Yeah, so I got some. She be writing. She She be writing. I'm trying, yo. Mm -hmm. I'm trying. If you'd like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. You can use that on all the social medias. We love when you do that. And if you do that, we will retweet it. We will like it. We will love it. And then that's the way for you to... That you can find other tea friends. We also like if you use the hashtag pod in, and that is a listening now hashtag, and that's other people know that you're listening to Tea with Queen and Jay. That's right. This yes. is a spot of tea episode. So there are less formats. We come in, we talk our shit, and we get the fuck out. Yep, in and out. Can you tell the people what libations are? Yeah. So libations are when we pour some for the homies, the people, places, and things that give us black ass joy. That is our libations. All right. Yeah. Do you have any libations for this week? Yes. My libations are for furniture. So, oh, okay. I got a dresser, and I think this is the first time in my life, in my adult life, where I owned a dresser that was like hardwood, mm-hmm. wasn't that ply wood yeah. shit, um, which was all I could afford. Still, all I can afford, but mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I'm gonna save money and get me like a like grandma dresser. Yes. You know, that's just gonna I could take it to me wherever I'm. It's mm-hmm. like really good. I don't have to worry about like pushing clothes in too much because the bottom might break you know like all of that yeah, stuff yeah. i feel free that's awesome and it's, it's a big dresser i'm just excited that's cool about this dresser. i'm excited for i'm you. a recondoed my clothes folded them all nice. up put them in there nice. do you find that you have more space or or is it just more organized or what when you fold it like I'm more organized and more space and i'm able to see everything i think that's what yeah. it's about being able to see everything and knowing what i actually have Mm-hmm. versus the way I used to fold it when I put everything on top of each other. I had to take things out. It made more mess to mm-hmm. find an outfit where it's just like, oh, these pants. I love it. This, uh, you know, just dope, like, yo. yeah. Congratulations. Yes, That's I'm great. excited about the dresser. If you can save money or somehow get like a hard wood, heavy ass mm-hmm. dresser, get one. It's it's a good investment. Yeah, man. Yeah. I support that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. And I didn't have to put it together. It was, it was like 
perfect you know came, like came, came together. together yes, yes. just yes. like yes just like what is this life mm-hmm. i haven't had this as an adult i remember yep. as a kid my parents would do shit but not in my that's what life. took me so long to order my own dresser like a few years ago when i finally got one because i was doing the same thing living out of like bins and this yeah style, like, so i could get one was like the dresses that i could afford it was some shit i had to put together myself yep. it was like something that was like um not gonna last long or whatever so i'm like let me just wait until i can afford to buy one yep. that was decent and when i bought it i still couldn't afford it but i find i could like i had some space to mm-hmm. like finagle yeah, some shit exactly. i couldn't afford but yeah it was like oh shit like I don't have to go through all of these bins to get my stuff. Exactly. And then I always wait for, I did wait for a sale. So like anytime there's like a president's day, or a yeah. day, it's a little bit off. Mm-hmm. So it's not as much as if I just yeah. brought it in August, or, you know, something like that. So that helped. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Excited. Cause I think like, I feel like there are people who can't even imagine like life without a dresser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I lived without one for have. a really just, long time. Me too. Years or like living place to place or like sleeping yep. on a couch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like unpack all of your shit to like find what you need and then put it all back, back in, in or whatever. Yep. Like, so that's my life for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's a luxury and I'm yes, thankful for it. I so so welcome. Yo. When I got ready for work today, I was like, Pants, yes, shirt, yes. easy, nice. Wash my ass and go. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was just a different experience. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I love so it. So libations to me getting an adult dress. Wonderful, yo. Um, I want to, I want to pour libations for everyone who listened to our podcast last week. We did a review of the Hulu series Shrill, Shrill? Mm-hmm. and um, that was a good time. We had our homie Money here from Queer Walk Podcast, and we talked about the ins and outs of that series, things we liked, yeah. things we didn't like. There was a moment when I was confused. We talked about um, the character confronts one of her trolls, yeah. and we talked about that scene. And so we were kind of talking about like why somebody would confront their troll in that way, and why we would spend so much time on on it. And I referenced that I had heard a story similar to this mm-hmm. scene. Um, anyway, what I was referencing, in fact, which a lot of you listeners have brought to my attention, was Lindy West, the the writer of the book that Shrill is based on. That's something that actually happened to her, where she confronted oh, okay. her troll. Somebody okay. was trolling her and stalking her, and it had gotten so bad that when her dad passed, they opened an account using like her dad's a picture of her dad. They opened like a Twitter account or something to troll her from with that. The fuck is wrong? With yeah, people? crazy shit. So what I what I remembered listening to was Lindy West talk about her experience with this on an episode of This American Life. So mm-hmm. I'm going to leave the link to that episode in the show notes. I think it's like act one or act two is Lindy West's story. And they talk about the exchange between um, her and her troll. And there might also be... Uh, her troll might actually be on this. Like he may appear on this episode. All I could think of is Samuel Jackson. What? Yes, he deserved to die, and I hope he goes to hell. Oh, my goodness. I think that's the line. Okay. Like, what the fuck? All right. Uh-uh. That's a thing. Uh, yeah, so my, libations. My daddy? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. Libations to everybody um, who listened to our episode of that and who gave us the feedback. Thank you so much. Also, speaking of podcasts, we were on Medium Popcorn we Podcast. On, yes, that was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. That we were, was we were there fun. with uh, Brandon Collins and... Uh, Gordon Baker. Mm-hmm. And we had a fucking blast. We, we reviewed did. Set It Off, the it throwback a, film. It's a for good those time. of you who haven't watched it, we had a fucking great time. We were laughing and joking and talking so much shit. I forgot we were recording. So it was like just mad comfortable. And mm-hmm. I like being able to do that. Yeah, and it was no fuck shit. No, it was, uh, yes. It was we, no fuck we shit. We were a guest 
on a podcast with two men. Yes. Two. And we didn't have to. Two whole men. Yes. And we didn't have to set it off. We didn't have to set it off. We didn't have to curse nobody out. It was like, uh, it was a jolly good time. Yep. And that's really what I'd be wanting to have, a jolly good time. Yeah. We've said this before that we say no. Mostly just when men, men invite us to, to their be, podcast, yeah. we say no just like for our own safety. safety. We've had bad experiences. Um, yeah. yeah. But this one, I enjoyed their podcast. So I was like, all right, I'm going to risk this. And see what happens. So I appreciate them being welcoming and treating us like humans and shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I listened cool. and I was like, it sounds like I could beat them up. Okay, I'm okay. That was my thinking. Yeah, you know. Like, so I was okay. like, worst case scenario, I can beat Me you and Jay up. Me and got this. And you know, <laughs> like best case scenario, we have a good time. Yeah, exactly. You know? Okay, so yeah. so that worked out. So I'm happy about yeah, that. The odds were in our favor. They were. Yeah. They were. So we'll leave the link to that episode in the show notes as well. Another podcast um, that I wanted to pour libations for this week is Coast de la vida real podcast mm-hmm. i hope i'm saying it right it might really the end of it just might be pronounced real but i i assumed it was all like spanish but anyway that podcast that podcast is hosted by ale and josie vf you can follow josie on instagram she's kind of an instagram big deal i enjoy mm-hmm. her it's um josie j-o-s-i-e-v-f and the podcast is a creation intended to carry on the oral traditions of their ancestors by sharing knowledge, conjuring space, and healing through love and realness. Nice. So that's the podcast. But anyway, I was minding my business, listening to an episode called Anti-Blackness in Brown Communities. Wait, that's how you mind your business? <laughs> Listening to podcasts. Yes. About anti-blackness. Yes. That's how I mind my business. That's how I mind my business. I love podcasts. And there's, we follow them on Instagram. It's been like on my radar for a long time Mm -hmm. to listen to it. They were supposed to be in New York for some event. It was going to be a discussion on um, indigenous folks and podcasting and that type of space. But they ended up not coming to New York. Mm -hmm. So... I was like, well, let me like fucking listen to the podcast. And so this is the first episode I listened to. And they're kind of... Again, cha- challenging anti-blackness within their own communities, yeah. which I thought was dope. But then I'm minding my business, like I said, listening mm-hmm. to podcasts, which is something that I do. And like, as I'm listening, I'm like, oh, this is a fucking dope episode. And all of a sudden they're like, it's like they say on T with Queen and J podcast. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening right now? So that was super meta and um, I fucked with it. And so libations to them for listening to our work and for citing our Our work, work. which I really appreciate. I feel like a lot of times people don't respect oral tradition. So like we'll say stuff on here and we'll theorize and we'll break down shit and somebody will fucking put that shit in a fucking Instagram yeah, I've, shit and, yeah. and quote it and not like I know you listen to my podcast. I know this is a quote from my show. You're not quoting yeah. me. You're not quoting my yep. whole co-host. You're not saying, "Oh, I was listening to." You're not paraphrasing me. You just fucking legit are taking my shit and putting yeah. it here because you don't value it. And if you got it out of a fucking book, you would quote that shit. Yep. So like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I appreciated that. Yeah. So I'm going to leave the link to that episode of their podcast. Please check them out. I really enjoyed what I was listening to even mm-hmm. before they referenced us or yeah. whatever. So I thought that that was super cool. Because you was minding your business. And I was minding my fucking business just listening to a podcast yep. that I had subscribed to and planned on listening to again. Looks what happens when you mind your business. When you mind your business, show anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So that was super dope. I think those are all my libations. Do you want to tell folks about how and why they should donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. Yes, I do. So donate to Tea with Queen and Jay to help sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, ways that you could donate. 
is by going to our website, tvwithqueenandjay.com. And if you slide out on our homepage, there's where we give you two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is when you can come however many times you want. You can decide how much you want to put in that collection plate. There's no commitment there. And the other option is our Patreon option. And the Patreon option, we are only asking for $2 a month. $2. No, no, there is there is commitment. There's commitment there. Like I said, two dollars <laughs> a month. <laughs> and those are the two ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay monetarily. Also know that these links to these ways to donate are also in our show notes. If you're like not at a computer and you're not gonna type into our website, there is access there. You can still, you know, show us the money. Um other ways you can donate that are not monetarily are by subscribing to this podcast on whatever app that you use to listen to this so that is apple podcast spotify um google play google podcast whatever it's calling itself now Castbox, whatever you listen whatever you use to listen to us subscribe that means something rate us review us talk about us to your friends talk about us and coworkers. tag us and post write about us all of those ways are ways that you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. That's right. This week's donation libations, we got several new patrons, Patreon subscribers. Yes. Thank you all so much. Our new patrons are T, J. These are two separate people. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> T-E-E, thank you so much. And J, J-A-E, thank you. Donat, D-O-N-A-T, thank you so much. Anthony, Nashiva, Aviva, Ty, Varisha and Shay up their pledge. Yeah. Whitney donated and says, Whitney became a patron and says, thank you for creating this podcast and giving me some black ass joy while I'm trying to navigate through the very white and toxic city that is Austin. You're so welcome, Whitney. Thank you for listening. Thank you. I think that's, um. she was at our meetup. Oh, Whitney. Hey yeah, girl. Whitney. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I remember. Hey girl. Hey, thank mm-hmm. you so much. Iris says, happy 200th episode. Y'all are both so intelligent, passionate, funny, and no nonsense. I'm so happy to have found y'all. This podcast is my number one favorite. I love your voices. The Bronx accent is my jam as I'm (laughs) from the Bronx too. Your personalities and your dedication to continued learning and teaching and growing. Basically, y'all are so dope. May y'all have 200 more episodes and the cheddar to match everything y'all are and do that y'all deserve. Sincerely, Iris V. P.S., Sorry for being emo. I couldn't help it. I love y'all and I'm so happy you both exist and grateful for the work you put into your show, knowledge and insight you share. Thank you so much, Iris. We appreciate Iris, don't you. apologize for being emo. That's right. You're allowed, like, Joe. Yeah. You're fucking on. allowed. Do the damn thing. That's right. We also got some PayPals. Monique hit the PayPal. Thank you so much. Quelly actually hit the PayPal before we went to South By, and I think I forgot to mention it. Quelly says, hey, I hope this helped with travel to South by Southwest. I appreciate you both and support what you are doing, Quelly. Quelly actually hit us with a grip, so that did actually help. Thank yeah. you so much. Pierre dropped some money in the PayPal. I think this is actually Dr. Berry from Lunch and Learn Podcast. I think so, too. Thank you so much. And they say happy 200th episode. Thank you. Jaden hit the PayPal, and Jaden says, keep up the good work. Can't wait till Pod and Live NYC 2019. Jaden Hollywood. Neither can we, Jaden. And Jaden is the host of the Bottom Line Podcast. I was we dancing, We look forward Jayden. to seeing, seeing you. I was dancing. You were doing the whole, like, mm-hmm. shoulder move. I was move doing the, and... remember when Martin, like, Yeah, that's I the sound of that dance, yeah. guys, <laughs> in, case, in case you weren't sure. <laughs> Martin actually matched... <laughs> We just said Martin. There's too many things are matching up, yo. Somebody's (laughs) tethered is about to come up. Anyway, Martin is actually matching Aviva's 
birthday donation um so they have decided to match whatever aviva has donated to us so thank you so much martin we appreciate you welcome ciara says or sierra says thank you that's right this beat is automatic thank you both so much for what you thank you both so much for what you do your labor is truly beneficial to many of us out here on our womanist black feminist journeys i wish i could do more stay blessed and please expect an email from me soon, Sierra. Thank you, Sierra. Yeah. Ayana says, hey, finally able to give you money for the five years of podcasts I'd lo- I've loved listening to. Wow. Ow. Thanks for all you do and giving me the words that I longed for in describing this bullshit we go through on the daily. Love you both, Ayana. Ow. So this is the last one from the donations. And this is actually in reference to a letter that we discussed a few episodes back we mm-hmm. talked about gender identity um so yep stuff. so yep. joelle says hi queen and jay i'm the person that wrote to you all about gender fluidity i wanted to follow up sooner but also wanted to pay you all for your work i'm in the middle of moving and getting a raggedy ass car fixed i wanted to thank you both for your responsiveness i know it's not 100 you all's lane but thank you you provided a lot of resources i've been listening to queer walk podcast inner whole uprising podcast and Marsha's played podcast so much i'm loving all and learning so much I also checked out the Twitter hashtags. I think I provided two Twitter hashtags that were popular on Twitter. Um, so that's hashtag black and non-binary and hashtag non-binary isn't white. So be sure to check those out if you have not already. Back to the letter. So I checked out the Twitter hashtags, loving it, coming into my own and learning not to care what other people think. I am gender fluid and I can look the way I want. I recently cut off a friend who said she couldn't accept it because she didn't understand it. It hurts, but not accepting my gender expression means not accepting me. Just to clarify on something Queen asked, people knew about my hysterectomy because I shared my health journey online, trying to inspire others to go to the doctor if the resources are available. I know... Black women and non-men sometimes have a fear of doctors. So I told my story and gave tips on how to be your own health advocate. A lot of the negativity I got was from people I knew and even some I love. P.S. I loved money on the show and the review of Shrill. Exactly what I felt watching it. I'm glad y'all pointed out how extras how extras are even thin and conventionally beautiful. I watched the show recently and was so caught off by seeing a disabled person in the background. I was so excited, but sad also because I realized how often disabled people and fat people aren't included in just being extras on shows or movies. So thank you for bringing that up. It's a real issue. Anyway, LOL. Thank you. I know I'm long winded, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the resources and validation. Love the show. This isn't much, but I hope it helps. Hey, it does help. Thank you so much. And thank you for your response, yo. It's, it's really nice for us to hear that like some shit that we said like made sense and was actually helpful yeah so word. that's t- and to know that you tapped into the resources that we gave yes. because we weren't we said we didn't have the range so we yeah. still wanted to make sure that we mm-hmm. left you with something so it was nice to know that you were like all right and you went that route so that's right so that's right that's right that's right guess what's happening we have an event coming up pot and love nyc that's right it is our fuck yeah 
<laughs> it is our third annual Pod in Live NYC Black Podcast Meetup. It is a podcast meetup for everybody and they mama. If you listen to any one of our podcasts, any one of the featured podcasters who will be there and you want to say what's up, you're a listener, you're yeah. a follower, you are a participant in the shit that we do in our content and you want to come and say hey and have a drink with us or just give us a five high or just give us a high five. A ha ha. I'll take a ha ha. Uh, hi hi yeah uh come through or if you are a podcaster come through if you are curious about podcasting and just want to network with other podcasters i hate that word network but if you want to come through and hang out with us you could do that too some people call that networking whatever that's who why, gives a fuck that's why we call it a we meetup we will be there it is pod and live nyc it's a podcast meetup that's happening on may 11th in the nyc it's at von bar it starts at 4 p.m by the time this podcast airs, I believe we will have the RSVP yeah, link, link in the show notes. Yep. You must RSVP for this event. Participating podcasts include Bag Ladies Podcast, Damn. Brunch and Budget, Dainty Thug, Dreams and Drive, Extra Juicy Podcast, Him Podcast will be there, Inner Hole Uprising, Little Miss Entertainment, Marsha's Plate, Medium Popcorn Podcast, Mind Over Melanin, Queer Walk the Podcast, Run the Tape Podcast, The Shade Parade, Talking Shit Podcast, Vagisim, and What's This Podcast About Again Yo. will be there at Pod and Live NYC. We are so fucking excited. Do you see the growth, though? It's a podcast family reunion. Dope as fuck. It's about to be so fucking dope. Rocking you, rocking you. Can I have to bring it back to old New York? Yeah, do okay. that. Do that. All right? Do that. Yeah. Work. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. Um, I was going to do the air horn, but it, it seems like it's it's been appropriated a little bit. Yeah, so. that's why I stick to my rocking yeah, I like that. you, rocking, rocking you. Rocking you. You can't have that. Y'all can't no, have that. No, no. So come through. The link to that shit will be in the show notes. Um, as always, you can hit us up for more information. And um, yeah, this is a free event. Free that 99. That Queen and Jay puts on. And our yeah. featured podcast helped to bring this to you as well. Yep. So please make sure that you are there and you are supporting this um, podcast family reunion, yo. It's yes. going to be a good time. Family reunion. Nah, nah, nah. I can't All wait right. to swag words for y'all and shit. Okay. Yes, it's right? going to be great, yeah. yo. What kind of tea you drinking? And though, are you ready yeah. to get into the show? Yes, let's get into the show. All right. Yeah. What kind of tea you drinking? I am not drinking tea. Okay. I had lemonade. We oh, had that's lemonade good. when we had dinner. We did have together. lemonade for dinner, and I am having chamomile tea so that I can chill and relax and get my mind right. Mm. What are your pronouns? She and her, what are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I am affirming that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I am enough. I'm affirming that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. And I also am affirming that all my relationships are healthy and will continue to grow stronger. And I also affirm that I will prioritize nourishing things that also nourish me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If we was dance battle dancing, I would have been like when I did the split. You know, the split always wins. You're right. The split always wins, or backflip, or anytime a big girl moves. Yeah. Like, oh, oh you my can god, move? you can move. Oh, oh yeah. Like a like, whole Missy Elliott didn't exist. But anyway, whatever. Like Heavy D didn't exist. <sighs> the fuck? Those were some dancing ass motherfuckers. Together, people. What are you affirming, Jay? Oh, I thought you never asked. <laughs> I affirm that I am earning mad income Damn. from all of the places. I am affirming health. I affirm balance, abundance and shit. I affirm energy that like I have mad energy to do shit. Mm -hmm. Right? That I got it. 
energy is flowing through me and shit. And I affirm innovation. I affirm renewal and I affirm resilience, yo. I love that. That's what I'm doing. Mm. That's what I'm doing. So somebody hit us up a while back. Yes. And we wanted to think about it a little bit before we got into this letter. But um, we've thought about it. Yeah. And I feel better about it. Yes. And now I'm ready to get into it. So let's get into this T-mail. Um, so if you want to send us T-mail, you can do that by emailing us, twithqueenandj at gmail.com. And um, if we like it, let it read it. Nah, not if we like it. <laughs> if we have like a great answer of formulated things, like Jay said, we took a while to answer this because we wanted to make sure that we were doing good things for the people. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the subject for this is how to be black and really love it. Hi, Queen and Jay. I'm a new listener and your podcast is very validating and reminds me of how joy can be found in a capitalistic, sexist, white supremacist society. I'm writing to you both because of the fact that I live in this world and that because of who I am, black, dark-skinned woman, it's been hard to consistently feel the joy and happiness that's necessary to rise above it all and feel pride in my identity. I was born and raised in St. Louis City and have a long history of being bullied by teachers, peers, and family about my parents. The way I talk and act, my intelligence and basically everything. I've been trying to get past a lot of it and I know my experience with bullying has to do with the fact that we've all been influenced by the norms of society. It still hurts a lot some days. It still hurts a lot some days though and I know I shouldn't be like this, but I just but it just makes me want to shrink and disappear most of the time. It's really hard for me to go a day without someone trying to tell me that I should feel ugly or bad about myself for who I am. And what upsets me most is that most often it comes from other black people, black men specifically. I guess I'm writing to you both to get advice on how not to let these things prevent me from enjoying life in New York City. It was my dream to live here or any place or any place I decide to move in the future. I've had a... I've had a man mess with my hair on a train. Men talk to other non-black women about cutting the weave off random black women's head. Call me an ugly bitch out of nowhere. And I swear 100% of the time I'm just here thinking about what to cook for dinner, etc. And then all of a sudden there's a problem, um, quote unquote problem, brought to my attention. It's hard for me to find the energy to even want to leave my apartment. And I And I just got a good job, so I'm afraid my depression will get me fired. I live alone and pretty far from my friends and my family, so it's been hard to have the regular love and connection with people I trust deeply or have known since childhood. How do you both tune out white supremacist nonsense from other black people specifically? Also, I try to be a race nerd too. What are some books you recommend for black women that have been told they should feel ugly? The only book I've read that directly addresses it was The Bluest Eye by Toni Mar- Tony Morrison. Love, Anonymous. Anonymous, yo. Yeah. First of all, cyber hug. Word, yo. Like super duper cyber hug. Um, let's take a deep breath, everybody, just real quick. I need a deep breath, right? Let's yeah. inhale a little bit. Rest your head in my bosom, yo. Mm-hmm. Exhale, I'm gonna exhale. Because that was a lot um okay first i'm gonna address the work thing because if it sounds like a lot of these interactions that you're having are at work and i would say unless your job is to like unless you like handle the like negative like the anti-black opinions box yeah why you know, the fuck are they then you? don't yeah don't entertain any of that shit like do whatever your job is and what i do 
or what I used to do at work in situations like this where I had to have like a certain decorum or demeanor or or I had to play nice with people who I knew were anti-black and I wasn't at the stage I felt yet that level of comfort where I could just like give no fucks yeah I would just really be cordial and act like customer service even to like just my peers at work Mm -hmm. I'm not like I don't need to for you to really know me I don't need to know you oh hi cool how can I what do you need okay sure I'm working on that hey so-and-so can you do such and such and if they come to me with, oh, what do you think about? I don't say much. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to it. Or yeah. they say something. You're like, oh, my one of my favorite things is you crazy girl. Or that's mm-hmm. wild. Or oh, word. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Like engaging people who you know don't love you or don't have like your best interests at heart or are just talking to you because they have no one else to talk to or they need to pass the day by yes. like saying foolishness. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't entertain that. And also, I don't take the burden of, like, convincing ashy niggas of, like, the truth. So we all grew up under white supremacist Ever. patriarchal capitalism. It's all different type of niggas. It's people who love themselves. It's people who hate themselves. It's people who are at different places in that journey. So don't ever feel like you have to be, you have to take charge and be the spokesperson and change everybody's mind. Everyone's mind who thinks negative, like anti-black stuff yeah. about you or black women or whatever. Because we already know people hate us. So let that energy of feeling like i used to take it so personal when somebody would say something anti-black but like we know those people are out there and there are people close to me who i can maybe if i feel like it i can invest some energy in and maybe i can change their mind on one thing or Mm -hmm. have them consider something they hadn't considered before but outside of like the work we do on this podcast and we know we're talking our our focus here is other black women yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. other black women and femmes and the people who fuck with us yeah people who are in the back right massage noir exactly and there are people outside of that who still listen and learn and yes. all that's fine but um, the energy that we extend here on this podcast is to talk to people like us to talk to one another Word. but outside of that work that we do here i'm not like elsewhere trying to convince other people of anything i'm Definitely not. Like, I I do so much work here and do so much surrounding what we do yeah. and with TB Queen and Jay that a lot of times when those things happen, I'm kind of just like, someone else could pick that up. Yeah. Like, I do a lot of this work already. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tiring. It's actual work and labor, you know? So, like, a lot of times I don't generally, unless it's, like, um, something that I'm taking personal, mm-hmm. I don't generally, like, try to engage in that way too much anymore because it's right. just so much that I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then it's like, I'm thinking that a lot of this stuff is connected to you not being home anymore. Well, like being in New York City. And I've never been to St. Louis, but I always look at other cities in comparison to New York City. And it's New York City is like very pedestrian. So your contact with people and the amount of people right, is increased. has increased mm-hmm. in large, large yeah. amounts. So I don't, I'm not trying to, a lot of, all of the stuff that's happening to you is real, but it's stuff that I guess for me and Jay, um, not that we're desensitized, but like there's so many people yeah. that like a lot of times when things like that happen, I'm not thinking they're doing it like specifically because this black, like because queen, but like it's just like 
random black for example for example like if you're sitting on the train and somebody's being wild anti-black you don't take it so personal as they're being they're being anti-black because they know you're sitting right there exactly it's just like niggas are anti-black people are anti-black yeah it's the train car that you happen to be in that day type of situation and because of the amount of people and in contact that we have with people like literally thousands of people a day just from like yeah. going to work and going mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. um it just increases that so i'm right. not i'm not saying that to like excuse it but i just want you to know that you're like kind of you're like hyper aware now because mm-hmm. of the amount of people you're in contact with and this city has yeah. increased yeah like i'm sure pretty yeah much, like pretty large in comparison to like and th- st louis right it's like you have to retune your senses a little bit so we're in like in comparison to other states or even some cities where you spend more time in a car perhaps exactly you're in a car by yourself and Mm -hmm. you may you may have some mental time to like regroup get your mind right maybe you know there's road rage you're still dealing with like other cars and other people's decisions on the road and shit like that but that's different than like seeing being on in a train car with a hundred motherfuckers or or being packed in or somebody brushing against you and all these little exchanges all these little things that can in in an instant be a negative exchange exactly you kind of have to retune your senses to that and not not ingest so much of it which is why in in big cities i think it's really important to get it anywhere but the time that you spend like alone and what you do like to recenter yourself is incredibly important it's incredibly important if you're somebody who meditates and you fell off from doing that and you're in a city like that get back into your meditation shit if you're somebody who typically you take some time and you sit down and read a book or whatever it is that you do to like unwind like sometimes there's certain types of cleaning that that help me like like, center it's not even about Mm -hmm. getting it clean but they just make me feel calm and centered like recalibrating and kind of Right. getting your balance back right right like, right those types of things are like really mm-hmm. like really 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 yeah. important to recharge or like all of that stuff is really really important especially living in new york city mm-hmm. um if you can keep a set of headphones in your purse that stays in your purse girl, don't take it out yes. when you get home like make sure when you take them out your ears they go back in your it, your purse your book bag your pocket whatever yeah, like your that's outside a part shit of is. your bag yeah like, you have to have that for when you're commuting you should have if you can have a set of headphones for your desk if you work at a, a yep, desk type job yep. um and then you can have a set like for your house if you need to have headphones like in the house on your computer or whatever like that but something i think is crucial in city spaces where you're going to be around other people a lot is having a set of headphones for every location you're at so yep. that you're not losing them or i left them home or it's at work or whatever yep. you have a different one for this location okay this anti-black shit and how to get into like loving yourself so i think that we live in a society that is um in the colonized world anti-blackness that's the standard mm-hmm. white supremacist patriarchal capitalism I said it all. White supremacist, patriarchal. Yeah. yeah. That's the standard. That's Well, that's the ones we mention often. But there, yes. There's lots. <laughs> there's lots of them, right? Those are the, 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 the Anti-blackness, ones. colorism, all of that shit that falls under that umbrella. Everyone has been, or most of us within the colonized world have been trained under that shit. Yep. Okay? So loving yourself and loving those 
the the features that fall under those things are an active practice mm -hmm. okay and so the measures that you have to take to make sure you're protecting yourself from negativity that you can't avoid because much of it is unavoidable because we're living in a society and we're interacting with other people yeah but shit you can avoid includes where you spend your time when it comes to like leisure yes who you spend your time with when it comes to friends who you allow in your space. So making sure that those people love themselves, which if you have black people around you who don't love themselves, they're not going to love you. Throw them in the trash. Throw them in the garbage. This is intense like self-care mode that you're entering. So mm -hmm. don't feel like you have to protect people who are um, damaging themselves in ways that in turn damage you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you really, you can like take a break from people Word. who are not serving you. Uh, ways in which I have done that is I focus on my friendships with other black women. Mm -hmm. I nurture those friendships. If I have black women in my space who don't fuck with me or who I feel like there's some frenemy shit going on or their insecurities about their blackness are uh, feeding into how they interact with me. If they have some shit with their hair and it comes off in comments that they say shit they say to me about my hair yeah, if they yeah. have some shit to, with their skin and it comes off and shit they say they say to me about my skin that's that's not yeah friendship and and as a as a light-skinned person which i try to acknowledge my light skin privilege frequently there have been times when someone's discomfort with their complexion i have friends of all shades most of my friends are darker skin than i am I have had dark-skinned friends who, because of white supremacy and anti-blackness and colorism, the way that they engage with me is often making a sideways comment about my complexion or how I look or how light I am or shit like that. And even though that comes from the abuse that they have encountered um, under white supremacist patri patriarchal capitalism mm -hmm. and colorism and all that shit... I cannot invite that energy into my space yeah. because I cannot feel good about myself as a person of color if somebody is constantly telling me that my skin looks gray, that I look pale, that I am things, things that are not critiques on colorism or anything, but basically this is, they like using you as a punchline yes. and it's okay because you're like, so you shouldn't be offended. Right. And so shit like that is are, are things that I avoid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think that there have been people in my life who have 4C hair like I do, who say bad stuff about, or maybe they straighten their hair because that's how they feel good about their hair. Mm -hmm. But then they look at my hair that's not straightened or it's kinky or whatever, and they say bad shit about my hair. That's not my problem yeah. and then unless i said that i need your help with my hair you really shouldn't be no one asked you nobody asked you don't comment on <laughs> yeah it. nobody asked you. um so those are ways i think that we have to protect ourselves from one another because of the trauma that we have experienced we can then in turn traumatize one mm -hmm. another and that's that's dangerous especially if you are somebody who acknowledges yourself as currently being fragile to that type of stuff yeah um, I've had friends who have come at me sideways with like, just to touch on the light skin comments again, who have come at me sideways and I've said, listen, you said this to me, you said that to me, you said this to me. Don't come at me with that shit ever again. 
and they've either not come to me with that shit ever again and we've been fine or you made sure there was never yeah and i just never seen them again and that's it Uh you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it depends on how you feel like you don't you also don't have to feel quote-unquote strong enough to say you say this to me you say that don't you know you could just disappear like that's Mm -hmm. okay too if somebody has been abusing you yeah you know what i'm saying Um, I know for myself, I tend to only go where I'm celebrated. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very into like doting over myself. So I like to be in spaces where I feel like I can be doted over also. Um, I know that's important. I remember I used to date this woman who grew up in a really like, she's a black woman, Mm -hmm. dark skinned black woman, Mm -hmm. um, who grew up in a white, really white space and didn't even feel pretty until she moved to New York and Mm -hmm. like was in these black spaces where men were like, Men and women were like hitting on her, but not in like just in a sexual way, but in other ways, just telling mm-hmm. her she was beautiful. Like she's like, I didn't even, I didn't think I was cute till I moved to New York, and I was just like, that's foreign for me. But it was mm-hmm. just like, really? She's like, yeah, I've never had someone tell me besides my family, yeah, that I was beautiful until I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. But it was because she was around more black people, mm-hmm. and then being in spaces where blackness in that way, in the way she looked, was, was, was celebrated and the standard, or you know, like all of these other things, right. and not like just like an anomaly mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think that's, I know for me, that's what I do. I tend to just be in places where I feel comfortable <laughs> and celebrated mm-hmm. and I'm okay with being in that cocoon because it keeps it keeps me feeling really, really, really fucking good about myself. Right. And I think that for groups of people who society and the power structure has constantly told that you're not good and you're not pretty and you're not it's even more important that you, yeah, stay in that cocoon yeah. where people are fucking with you. Yes. Where people are saying, yo, you look great. That looks good on you. I like your hair. Yeah. You're yep. fucking dope or All whatever, yeah. right? You don't need to expose yourself to like the bullshit. At you all. Don't, that's not important. So I made a list of like shit that I do. You did ask about books. I'm not a huge reader. I did do a lot of reading and studying. So like um that that helped provide an education like the foundation for like the work that we do here mm-hmm. a- again i don't because i'm a slow reader i don't like to read so mm-hmm. i don't have a list of shit that i would say oh this was like this was the foundation or this was that or whatever I'll, but if i remember stuff uh-huh. then i'll bring it up later what were you gonna say i know for me like i remember when we first approached this i read a lot mm-hmm. but a lot of that stuff i got orally mm-hmm. from other black women and things like that so mm-hmm. that's not something that i really um got from like when the, you say a lot of that stuff you mean like the um encouragement and like yeah i got that stuff how early to see yourself from as like, a black yeah person. from being around black women who just exuded that mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't um generally find it is in literature but i wasn't looking for that in literature mm-hmm. um so those things are things that i just got from being around black women who celebrated right. black women right right, right in right. a way that i needed to be celebrated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I will say I did when I read Parable of a Sower by Octavia Butler, mm-hmm. it was either Parable of a Sower or one of those Parable of a books. I know she has a few that are like Parable of this, Parable of that, but it's a sci-fi book. And it was the first time I think I read of a black woman protagonist who was like, like had power and was like in charge of shit. And she was like a seer, which is like to me, like an empath, which is like, I am and very like into it. It was like, it was like, I was reading like some matrix shit that was centering a black woman. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I'm fucking powerful. Like Mm -hmm. as I am, I'm like a powerful ass bitch. 
so that was important to me is again, it's a fiction story, but that like touched me a lot. Just seeing a black woman centered in that way. Yeah. Um, especially as somebody who likes, like that's the kind of stuff I like to watch in film that I never saw myself in. So seeing yourself, I don't know how big you are on movies and other forms of media, but like seeing healthy depictions of yourself, people like yourself, like don't underestimate that. Mm-hmm. Indulge yourself in that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Stories that celebrate us. Um, but that, I like to be in community with other black women. So anytime mm-hmm. I see something like, oh, it's a bunch of black girls over there doing black girl so-and-so or black girl this or black girl that. Or yeah. I go to all the black girl stuff mm-hmm. or at least put it on my schedule and try and go to that shit. J R S V P S for everything. <laughs> literally i'm like what is this i don't know i might be free that day i might be free like, you never fuck? know i there have been times where i would be out doing something I'd be like oh such and such happened today i rsvp for that let's let's go to that or whatever like anything and sometimes you go you're like this i don't want to be here and you leave and that's fine but i've like gone to stuff that's like okay this is black girl so-and-so this is such and such mm-hmm. like we need those spaces we need to be in a space that's for us and we're talking about shit that's relevant yeah, to us word. so i try to go to events like that especially if you're in new york now and i know you talked about um dealing with like depression and and some social anxiety may come along with that yeah but i would say like pace yourself like things that i like that i find that i do by myself a lot i'll do like a festival summertime is good for that like Mm -hmm. a street festival because you don't have to be there with a bunch of people you can walk the vendors at your own pace you can observe like it's not required that you be social yes and nobody is thinking about the fact that you're there by yourself because ain't nobody thinking about you you just go and you enjoy looking at other beautiful black people i'll get i'll go and i'll get some food and i'll go sit on a bench or whatever and fucking eat and people watch Mm -hmm. and like that's I am absorbing and observing blackness and just being in the space makes me feel energized. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a good thing. Um, The free black woman's library. Yeah. I'm going to put the link to their, we'll put the link to their Facebook and that's the page they use yeah, mostly, Facebook. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. their Facebook and the show notes. But they have events all over the country. Yeah. I would check those out. And they also are a hub for books written by black, black women. women. And, and so, if you ask Ola, <laughs> she will give you Ola. It's, it's right. on the free black woman mm-hmm. library. She will give you <laughs> the mm-hmm. books. She yep. will. Yes. That's a good reference right there. If you need books for that. That's right. Memorial Day weekend is approaching, right? Isn't that in May? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the last weekend in May... Uh, Dance Africa takes place at Brooklyn Academy of Music. They have a big like street bazaar. So I would go to that. I think mm-hmm. that's a that's a cool little event to do. And you can go and be out there. Really, if you only want to go out there for like 20 minutes, it's outside. The weather is usually a good time. Yeah. It's usually nice. I would check Get that out. Get some food. Look at a drum circle. Mm-hmm. Buy a necklace. Yeah. Go that's home. it. Enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Take yourself home. Buy some fucking, buy some shea butter. It's always it's a black. There. It's out there. It's, it's out always there. a black person. You could always find a black vendor selling some body products. Buy yourself a bath salt. Take that shit home. Soak yourself. Word. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. Curl Fest is coming up. Yes, and Curl Fest is free. That's right. Register for that shit. RSVP. Go to Curl Fest. It's a bunch of black girls out oh, they there. They released a date too. Look that up. Curl Fest is black women out there celebrating themselves. You will see all different types of black women. That yeah. is also a good all different time. types of black women, all different types of textures, hair, mm-hmm. which is also important. Yep. So yeah, it's dope. Carefree Black Girl Cookout. That's another traveling, like, 
festival traveling country yeah something i like about them they tend to be smaller but they have different like it's interactive yes so it's different groups of black girls doing, doing different, different stuff things. so this, so this one is, over here is teaching dance this, this one over here is braiding, hair braiding yes. station. this one's yeah it's it's really interactive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um miss vixen mag over here does miss vixen in real life events miss mm-hmm. vixen irl queen you want to tell us about that um so miss vixen irl is just the live event portion of what Mix vixen magazine does and that's just like celebrating black women and us being the standard and not the accept the exception mm-hmm. so that's just what that is so the that part is just the event portion of that so it's like workshops or even just like regular stuff like a thrift swap like it's not something where i'm saying black 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 yeah. black or black but i'm doing this for mm-hmm. you know like that type of thing and um yeah so that's what yeah. that is and yeah. it's just i like that you said that like it's not anything necessarily that's black 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 like when you did the thrift the first thrift swap you had we were just in there having like sister girl talk yeah like, over and what like our old clothes like, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just it's just good safe space yeah it's safe space yo mm-hmm. you need safe space yes you need space one of our events that we had somebody came and they just sat in the corner and like drew a picture you know what i'm saying that's just yes, what they did we, yeah. were, we were having like a meetup or like something mm-hmm. but because we created a safe space like come and chill and and do whatever like Word. don't don't be afraid of coming into one of our spaces and like being yourself come to any one of our events and like sit in the corner if you feel like sitting mm-hmm. in the corner and just like enjoy and it happens space. i remember the vision board workshop the vision board and attention workshop it was someone who was like kind of quiet the whole time mm-hmm. and i was like did you enjoy yourself i was like i had a blast yeah. and i was like oh in my mind mm-hmm. i would have never right knew yeah just but, yeah don't be afraid they, to anywhere you yeah. go come and do you yeah come and do you also, I wanted to talk about like your social media real this quick. This is a good one. What does your social media look like? Word. Are you following a bunch of people that you think are pretty, which is probably people who don't look like you since you feel like you're not cute? Exactly. Are you following quote unquote natural hair sites, but the only hair that they feature is straight curly hair or 3C hair or hair that doesn't look like yours? Are you following a bunch of people who have had nose jobs, yep. which is it's cool you can have a nose job there's nothing wrong with it but we know that there's some shit with like black girls and our, and our hair our, our noses, noses our lips yep are the pages that you're following pages that celebrate that shit Word. are you following pages that don't feature bodies that look like yours yep. or regular bodies i there are times when i think that i'm gorgeous and there are times when i think that i'm ugly right mm-hmm. so my default setting is usually thinking that i'm ugly and i was trained Growing up, I was told that I was pretty, but I'm also not supposed to think that I'm pretty because I'm supposed to shrink myself. So it's like a whole like confusing thing. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to process. So I follow pages like I have like body stuff. So I follow pages of like women whose bodies just look like regular bodies Mm -hmm. who are comfortable like being naked and Mm -hmm. shit like that. So I'm like, okay, all right. This person is comfortable being naked and I think they look great. I am okay. Like Mm -hmm. whatever my body is, like it's okay. Or like whatever imperfection I think I have on my face, like it's okay. Like I'm okay. So I really tailor my social media not to be so much of what I think is physically attractive as opposed to what what messages do I need to be reaffirming for myself? Yeah, You know, the only things maybe that I'll follow that are like aspirational or things that are like, 
cute or pretty that have nothing to do with me are, are like spaces and objects and things. You know what I'm saying? So like somebody who objects. like objects. Like a like a nice house or oh, like okay. yeah, like people's like, oh, this room is like organized and mm-hmm. clean and nice. Yeah. Like that type of shit. Like people living in spaces that I would like to live in. Yeah, like, I do home decor. Yeah. It's that. it's aspirational and it's attainable. It's not like I'm never gonna look like somebody who has like three C hair. I'm not ever gonna look like that. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna cut up my nose. My nose is fucking adorable. And honestly, whenever I feel like so this this thing on me is popping. I post about that shit. This is popping right now. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, this angle of this selfie that I look right now is fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not posting this shit with no aspirational, like, fucking inspirational caption. This post is, is about I my leggings. And I look cute in these I, leggings. I want you to look at yes, this. Yes. This post is about my nose. This post is about the way the light is hitting my eyes. So you can't see the bags that bother me. But the light right now, this light right here. This light right here is hitting. So, mm-hmm. like, don't be afraid to celebrate yourself and to puff up your chest and, like, toot your ass out. Black women should not be humble. About nothing. Like, about nothing. ever. Like, ever. And I kind of, like, you hearing you say these things make me think of my mother. So, like, my mom is a dark-skinned black woman, but she always was very, like... Like, the ways in which, I guess, you t- were taught to shrink yourself. Mm-hmm. My mother always told us to be loud. So, yeah. like, I guess my mother wasn't saying bad bitch, but she was telling us to be bad mm-hmm. bitches. But I think it was to counter her being a dark-skinned black right. girl in the 60s. So, that right. was her way of, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, do, don't be humble. Be loud with your black shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, be loud as fuck. Yeah. Like, there's no need for any of that. Don't shrink yourself. Like, mm-hmm. don't do any of that shit. Like, I'm like, wow, I get it now, mom. <laughs> it was like all right we look cute okay yeah. <laughs> you know but like no yeah. i get it now yeah oh she was doing her thing okay yeah i'll call it tomorrow yeah <laughs> my parents would be like yeah all my children are beautiful i'd be like yeah okay whatever <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> okay what do you know therapy for black girls yes. it's an amazing resource if you are uh first of all it's a podcast, so check that out. Dr. Joy does a podcast every week. She talks to other people, but it's for black girls. It's centered around the experience of black women and femmes. Um, so there's that. You can also, I don't know if you have a therapist right now, but you can also check out the Therapy for Black Girls directory if you are looking for a therapist or somebody mm-hmm. to talk to. I think for black women and people of color, I feel like it's not therapy if your therapist is white. Mm-hmm. I say that. Not to dis- let's say like you got therapy and your therapist is white and it's working. That's dope. If the tr- the options are therapy with a white person or no, no therapy, therapy, try therapy with a white person. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying, but I I do think that we should be making an effort because I feel like so many of our issues are connected to the oppression that we experience. Yeah. And so if you find someone of color, the hope is that you don't have to explain base level shit and you can get to the therapy. Cause yeah. that, that was a lot of my experience was talking to, I, I went to therapy in college for the first time and I spent the whole semester explaining working. to this bitch working, explaining to her the dynamics of racism on, on my campus and why I'm suffering mm-hmm. as opposed to, okay, you're suffering. How do we figure around this? What's the other shit? So that was labor intensive and a fucking waste of my fucking time. So yeah, I would, seek some therapy 
with a black woman preferably or black person is helpful and then even once you find one therapy you know is trial and error so you might have a therapist who is a black woman and that one is not working try somebody else she could be an anti-black black therapist hello hello you know hello you gotta find what works for Uh, low okay like you know that's the you can find the anti-black anything black person yeah anti-black black person who does anything you You can find it's whole sorry i have to clap i have to clap first i got excited it's whole ass black events centering black people that are anti-black my nigga okay so if you go to an event and it feels anti-black just go home you tried Go home. It's cool. Leave. Don't even try to fix what they're doing. Just, just go. Leave. Just dip, yo. Just, just leave. dip. But just know, my point is that we are not a monolith. It's all different types of dope shit that people are doing. And connect and immerse yourself in those spaces. It's going to be some trial and error. But, like, you will find what's comfortable for you. You will find your family. You will find your tribe. You will find your zone. You can find you can find your alone zone, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. you will find that. I hope this helps. We hope this helps. Hit us up if you have any more questions about um this in this area, or if you tried something, and Word. let us know like how it goes, yo. Come we to, fuck with you. Come to Pot Alive NYC. Come to Pot Alive NYC. Come to our Juneteenth celebration that we have every year. Come like through. we don't want anybody to do anything, but like just do them, yo. Just come and do you. We're just trying to be together. You Word. don't gotta be any anybody or anything. Exactly. Come through. All right, let's, yeah, take, let's a take a break. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money. Yes, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking week. Every week. week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So you two. Can, two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yo. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice. That's right. On how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of Oh my god, we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time. Yes, and we're black all the time. Yes, we are. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and J podcast, send us email at tea with queen and j at gmail.com. If you want to hire us to come to your school, give us money to speak to your organization or any of the sort. If you want us to come and do a live show, holler at us, send us email at tweetqueenandj at gmail.com. We have received your email. We will get back we'll to you. We'll get back to you. So please don't forget about us. Don't, um, don't and forget about to send us. us. Your no, emails. baby, no, baby, no. I've been saying Mariah Carey all day. That's no, good. That's no, a blessing. Baby. You know I have a pair of tights that Mar- Mariah Carey wore here in my house. Oh, for real? Yeah, I'm about to put them you on. You know her career day. is like the life of Benjamin Bynes? What you saying? 
It started old and now it's really You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right, yo. Yeah. Right, carry forever. <laughs> me, me. I said no. All right. Uh, I said no, 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 no. I said no. All right. I fucked with the Mariah over here. Okay. This is a Mariah fan account. All right. <laughs> That's how this so. podcast started. I kid, I kid. Oh, so around April Fool's time, we were having a conversation on the podcast about God knows what it could have. Was it about April Fool's? Yeah, I think we were. Yes, we were recording on April Fool's. I was like, oh, it's April Fool's right now. Okay. And yeah. Okay. And you made a reference to a joke that you make with your mom. Made. Right? That you made in past the past. Tense. Okay. With your mom about. I remember you was like, um, did you do any jokes? And I was like, no, I didn't do anything. I used to always do it to like trick my mom and say I'm pregnant mm-hmm. and then whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. know, whatever. Okay. And that was like the joke. All right. Dope. So somebody wrote in about that. And um, we're going to read it. Mm-hmm. So they say, listener feed Bizak. I saw this and I was like, did I write this title? But anyway, You would do that. I would. Mm-hmm. So they say, hey, y'all. Hey, I want to start by saying I fucking love y'all. Jay, you speak to my emotional side and queen, you are my vote. You are my Virgo sister. I've been following y'all for almost two years now and wait like a fiend for Tuesdays. Okay, so I had to come to y'all as a womanist sister. Queen mentioned an ongoing April Fool's joke of pretending to be pregnant. And the pregnancy and infant lost advocate in me had to speak up lovingly. Fertility and infertility are things most of us people with uteruses only think about when trying to prevent pregnancy or when dealing with unwanted pregnancies. But a lot of people who identify as women have serious barriers and issues with fertility. I felt it is a safe enough environment to have this convo with my sisters. I know many women who have had miscarriages and been unable to carry who suffer silently because society doesn't make space for them and their loss. Here's a story I shared on Facebook. If you're interested, I actually have shared it the last few April Fool's days. And then it's an article about um, why pregnancy jokes aren't funny on April Fool's Day. On social media. On social media. And um, they say, I hope this is received lovingly. Love y'all for real. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. They include their social media handles here. So we're familiar with you on the socials. Mm -hmm. And we enjoy you on socials. So thank you so much for reaching out to us. Queen, did you want to start? Yeah. So I wanted to start just by saying that I do understand what you were getting at. So as far as like being knowledgeable about people with fertility issues or people who have suffered um, pregnancy loss, be it from abortion or miscarriage. Um, So I did get that piece, but um, I did have a hard time receiving all of this because when we mentioned it, I said it was something that I used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not something that I presently do. So it's not an ongoing joke because I was saying I like specifically said I used to blah 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 and mm-hmm. said the thing is not something that I joke about anymore. Um, because one, I've grown as a person. Um, so to me, that's not even a funny joke anymore. And that the way it used to be for right. between my mother and I, it's not even like a thing. Um, also, another part that makes me not receive this fully is because you do not know my fertility health. Mm -hmm. at all so it seems as if you're talking from a space as if you know or you feel as if i am a fertile person Mm -hmm. or a person who has not experienced um pregnancy loss um and one of those like 
for fertility, I'll keep that private. But like for pregnancy laws, I have experienced that. So to like come from a space with to assume that I was speaking from a space that I don't know is pretty presumptuous, mm-hmm. um, I think. And for me, it's just like, who, you don't know my life. (laughs) You know what I mean? It just, it just seems weird Mm -hmm. to like bring this up, but you not knowing, um, telling me to make sure, telling me to watch what I say. This is how I'm perceiving it. Okay. Telling me to watch what I say when it comes to this, because it could be, um, hurtful information for people to experience it, but you don't even know if I've experienced it. So your assumption is that I haven't. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of doing the same thing that you are saying that I'm doing and should be weary about. Yeah. That is something for me that I have a little bit of trouble with um, in conversations about challenges with fertility Mm -hmm. and people's experience with loss of pregnancy and miscarriage and stuff like that. And I feel like um, I don't want to conflate this person's letter with some of the other conversations that have been had around this, but like, it did remind me as somebody who's trying to kind of as someone with a vagina mm-hmm. and a uterus who is trying to understand the perspective of people who have experienced loss of pregnancy and feel this way about other people's expression of their relationship with, with that. It, yeah. I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around that and Mm -hmm. like there have been discussions of seeing the way that people celebrate their pregnancies yeah and how they should be sensitive to those who have lost babies or had miscarriages or things like that i'm 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 really this is something that i also struggle with Mm -hmm. to understand a little bit because i feel like people don't know like nobody knows anybody's shit, especially black women. Or their relationship know, right, with it. Right. We know that we have all different types of challenges when it comes to our bodies and health because we're not supposed to fucking be here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the 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 fibroids and the infant mortality rates and the shit that we experience just because we're black women and treated poorly, but also because we're not supposed to fucking be here. Yeah. We're not supposed to be eating the shit we eat. We're not supposed to be in the climate that we're in. So like the shit that we experience and the things that happen to our bodies are so fucking traumatic. And it, it feels when people, when people talk about um, the ways in which we should be sensitive to other, to people's loss yeah. and to what's happening with other people's bodies, it does feel like, okay, well, you don't know how old I am. You don't know what's up with me and my body. Exactly. You don't know if I want to have kids. You don't know if I've tried. They don't know you don't anything. know. You don't know if my barrier to having kids is that I am not in a relationship or like it's so many di- anything. Yeah, and, it, and then it was, and then it was like in the instance of like this joke with my. You don't know my relationship with my mother and what yeah. that is between. Like, there's so much that you do not know. Where context is like important. Yeah. And I think that's the piece that's being, and then there's like lots of nuance that's being lost um, that needs to be like applied there because there's so many holes about what you do not know. Yeah. So I, I kind of get what you're saying as as far as like be wary of this because stuff affects people. But like, I feel like you did the same thing to me that you were trying to tell me not to do because you do mm-hmm. not know my story. You do not know anything about me and my fertility, my relationship with pregnancy, my relationship with motherhood, my relationship with my uterus. Like you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and to us, 
assume that it's all good over here. It's all good over there for you. So you should watch what you say because it's not all good over here for everyone. Right. It's not, it doesn't feel good. That didn't feel good for me to see because you do not know what the fuck is up with me and my uterus at all. At all. And to assume that it's all good over here because, or to assume that the only time, I guess, fertile people with uterus think about their uterus or getting pregnant is when they're avoiding pregnancy or when it's an unexpected pregnancy. I, I think about my uterus all the time because all I have the, to, yeah. honestly. Yes. Personally, again, I don't know your relationship with your uterus. I don't know. Everybody has their own shit going on. The way my body works, I have to think about my uterus all the time. Mm-hmm. And I've had to think about it all the time since I was a very young person. I have person. endometriosis. I'm right. always thinking fucking about what the fuck is happening with my reproductive organs right. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the time. So, like, to assume that I only take think about it in those two instances because that is the only time that maybe I'm projecting, but that you think that I actively think about using my reproductive organs yeah. is ridiculous. I felt I felt like the assumption was, like, our body parts work, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. right? Like, when I think of, That like, was my thing. You don't know if my yeah, shits work. And that... We don't sit on here talking about our fertility status right, on the show. Right. And that stressed me out a little bit because... Like, I know a lot of people whose, their bodies don't work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'm using this language as somebody who has challenges with their uterus mm-hmm. because I feel like, well, shit, why my body don't just work? I know that, and I know the language of working is ableist, right? So I want to acknowledge and own that, yeah. that I'm using ableist language, but there is that feeling of like, well, everybody's body does this. Why can't that, that's what I'm told? Yeah. Why isn't my body doing that? And like to assume that our bodies, um, for right. lack of a better word, work right in that way is like you're doing exactly what you're telling me yeah, not to it's do. It's like right. So like society tells you everybody's body does this. And so if your body don't do this, then it don't work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which which is because we live in a very ableist society yeah. which is a part of why what i interpreted in this letter which is a part of why you felt like our bodies work yeah you just assume our bodies, bodies work, work and that we're t- speaking from this privilege of having working ass bodies. bodies when half the time i feel like my body don't work mm-hmm. you know so like i'm trying to full disclosure for me i have not experienced pregnancy loss mm-hmm. so i'm trying to and this will, you know, I will do more reading and shit, but I'm trying to wrap my head around that that piece of the experience that says it's okay to tell me to, like, speak differently about our bodies and fertility and, you know, be sensitive to certain people. Mm-hmm. But it's difficult because the message always comes from somebody who's looking at me like my body works. Exactly. It's as if because if it's not, I'm thinking of, and I'm, I'm maybe I'm using, I'm thinking of like when we talk to Tina, a nice white lady on um, Twitter, mm-hmm. and she speaks about non-visible disabilities. Yeah. And I, I could be doing the wrong thing by making this comparison, but because we look like able-bodied able-bodied right, and because right, right. we look like we're okay with maybe not having produced a child or mm-hmm. like you know like we seem mm-hmm. okay with that then that we're fine and that our bodies are working and that all we're all good over there right. and it's like 
that should never be if 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 you if the work you do is really about that then your your assumption should not be that our bodies fucking work right our, our function our reproductive um organs are working mm-hmm. fully functioning in the way that they're supposed to mm-hmm. to produce children and stuff like that and it seems not even it seems that is what your assumption was right. is in this letter and that's faulty especially if you're correcting something that you think i did was faulty but you yeah. did that in a faulty ass way yeah like that shit was just whack like i remember reading it like wait what mm-hmm. and then when you posted the article about the mother's day prank thing it was about posting stuff on facebook when i clearly said that it was a joke that i would say to my mother right like to my mom mm. not on facebook a, a private thing between my mother and i that i shared on this podcast and i don't get how you equated that mm-hmm. as the same thing because that's not the same fucking thing right at all like i don't get that connection mm-hmm. i think that it is important I think it's important that we remember that people miscarry all the time and are like tormented by it. And people do a lot to have kids and people who can afford to spend their whole life savings on trying to have kids like freezing their eggs or like do, doing yeah, these do things. that stuff and go through a lot. So I think that the conversation about like loss and acknowledging people's experiences and their loss, I think that that's important. I just wish that it didn't so often come to me in this way and like i feel like as it's so often i'm good over here yeah the assumption it always, it always comes with this you know i know that y'all are fine and i know that your bodies work but remember that these other people not even know not even knowing if i can be the, the person that you're talking right. about right so yeah so i wish it didn't come to me in that way and i and i also i don't want to I don't mind being challenged. And so I also don't want it to sound like what I'm saying is that like I'm privileged. And so when you challenge me, you got to talk to me nice. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is you really like we're talking about like body stuff and people who have uteruses and people who have vaginas and like, you know, as a doula, as you mentioned, right, this person is a doula. You know that all type of shit goes on with people with uteruses, like you, with mm-hmm. with our bodies. Mm-hmm. So we can have any type of issue that's, and be coming from anywhere. But I think that's what my issue is. It's not even about you challenging me. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But the assumption is that you assumed I was privileged. Yeah. You do not know. Mm-hmm. You do not know. Right. And that's my issue mm-hmm. is that you assume that I'm in this privileged space, mm-hmm. and you were challenging my privilege. But you don't even know if that privilege even exists because yeah. the assumption is that my sexual rep- my sexual my reproductive organs work Mm -hmm. the way they're supposed to and i can carry a child to full term and probably get like you do not know your assumption is that i am privileged in that space and you do not know that you can pick and choose and like decide yeah my relationship to that is avoiding pregnancy or like no you assumed that i have this privilege you do not know that Mm -hmm. so that's my issue i don't mind being challenge we're challenged all the time and i'm okay with that mm-hmm. but to assume that i have this privilege and your challenge is privilege that you assume exists in me that you don't even know mm-hmm. that you could have asked the question but that's you just assume i had the privilege and then right. we're challenging this privilege that you don't even know if that exists mm-hmm. for me or yeah. not that's the issue yeah that's the issue for me i agree I do I do take this like I do recognize the intention in this letter to, you know, lovingly 
say what was on your mind and to lovingly challenge us. Um, so I acknowledge the intention. And so, you know, you heard our response. So, you know, like what we got from it. Yeah, but we do acknowledge that your intention was to, you know, lovingly um, challenge us. Um, so, yeah. So, there's that. so yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank for you for feeling comfortable it. enough to reach out to us this and is did, a safe it, environment and it did bring a important conversation yeah it's that i don't a, know if we would have had otherwise right it's been a conversation that i've been wanting to have but i didn't really know how to have it mm-hmm. um, but this is the it, this reminded me of like this is the piece of it that i'm confused about this is the piece of it that that bothers me about it um and i think as people with um uteruses are they uteri I don't know. We Just should be, uteruses. yeah, with uter with multiple uteri. We should be, we should be having people this, with a uterus. People with a uterus. No we one, should be having. Well, some this, people do have more than one uterus. Yeah, so. we should be having this this conversation, this dialogue. Yeah. So, so I appreciate this. So thank you so much. Um, we appreciate you mm-hmm. and all that good shit, yo. I think we did a motherfucking show. We did. A we did a podcast because like we're fucking podcasters, yo. We do a podcast yo, meetup every year. Why I had an argument with some motherfucker on a dating app. Because he's like, I'm like, I've been doing the podcast for five years. And he's like, oh, you're a podcast expert. I'm like, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to tell me what I should know about podcasts. And I'm like, no, but like I'm in the business. And yeah. he's, he's not. He, he's like, he's a nurse. Mm-hmm. Doesn't. I love that. Do this. I love that. But he's a man. So he knows everything. That's great. Just wanted to say that of out loud. Because I've been like, I've been yelling at him all mm-hmm. day. I met a guy who wanted to start a podcast about television. Um. He does not listen to podcasts or watch television. Yep. What? Yeah. That's what they said. Yeah. This so. mo- this motherfucker wanted to start a podcast. He was like, but the market is flooded. And I was like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. You don't know anything about anything. You just told me I was an expert in the last sentence. Mm-hmm. And then in this sentence... You know? I like that. I think the market is flooded. That's one of those terms that like people think make them sound like smart. But like they, they have data... He was like, like no, nah, but things. it's business. I'm like, but I'm in that business. Yeah. Then I, I'm like, oh, let me unmatch this motherfucker. But yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Again, the RSVP link for Pod and Live NYC yes! will be in the show notes. I'm super excited about that. So um, please come through. We want to see your beautiful faces. Mm-hmm. And be sure to follow us on the social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Just search for T with Queen and J. Send us email, T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Um, donate by going to our website, T with Queen and J dot com. And I think that's all the things. That's all the motherfucking things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hashtag pot and live NYC. Yer. Hashtag T with QJ. Hashtag your. Hashtag your. <laughs> hashtag pod in. Hashtag pods in color. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag Disability Too White. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Spoonie Chat. Mm-hmm. Hashtag oh. Film Dis. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Hashtag Inner Whole uprising. uprising. Hashtag Unpack BG. Hashtag Bag, Bag ladies. ladies. Hashtag Queer Walk. Hashtag Queer, queer Walk, walk Pod. pod. <laughs> <laughs> Do what I say. Just be making up hashtags and people and shit. Do Ooh, gosh. Oh my um, gosh. Hashtag uh, sexually liberated woman. Hashtag maybe he doesn't hit you. Hashtag you okay, sis. You okay, sis. Hashtag say her name. Hashtag black is beautiful, yo. Take that shit back to the essence. Hashtag big ass black noses. Hashtag big ass black lips, yo. Hashtag colorism is whack. I made that one up. 
It is whack. Yo. Uh, what? Uh, I, I, I tweeted about light skin privilege. My nemesis has. Oh, my it. God. I saw that. I almost engaged. I was like, this is a troll, Janice. Yeah, and a troll. It's like a page this. dedicated to light skin love. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> they I'm like, going to report it. I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm reporting that page. Light but skin you, love. I, you, just to tell our listeners. Countering all the hate that dark skin nigga, people give light stop skin. It. <laughs> stop it. First of all, you know what? I'm gonna report that shit too. Report it. We're gonna both report that page as soon as we get <laughs> off of this. But their question was: so you were talking about light skin privilege and how your ne- nemesis doesn't, doesn't acknowledge, acknowledge her privilege, which I also agree she does not. And they were like, "So what are those? What privileges? are those privileges? Okay, if you are a light skin person and you don't know what your privileges are as a light skin person, stop it. Okay. Stop. Also. If you're genuine and you legit don't know what they are, you could look up Google light skin privilege. But if you real about your shit, where the fuck your picture? Oh, that's true. Put a picture. That's true. Right? This some real shit, right? They're not real about this. They're oh. not real about this. Also, yeah. Also, no. Also, <laughs> don't like when I was talking earlier today, for anyone who might be confused, when I was talking about- They will be. because They will be confused. I thought I was posting on Facebook. <gasps> they will be April confused. When I was talking about like not being like shitted on for having like light skin, I was talking about people who were making hateful comments about my physical appearance. Yes. Calling me gray, saying things like legit it's, about how I look. And it's with intent to hurt. With intent to hurt my feelings. Not critiquing light skin privilege or like saying oh well you know things are easy for you sometimes because you're light-skinned i can handle that Mm -hmm. that's that's a critique of like society and the culture and shit like that so that's not what i was referring to and i don't need a fucking instagram or twitter page dedicated to (laughs) uh light-skinned love fighting a good life fight i'm i'm good on that I'm good on that. I, as a light-skinned mm. black woman, like this, the writer who wrote in earlier and was asking about like how to love herself as a dark-skinned black woman, like all the times I didn't love myself and thought I was ugly, it had nothing to do with my complexion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. that. That's like one less thing that I yeah. have mm-hmm. had an issue and that's with. Real. And that's it's real. Yeah. And I, I couldn't imagine living the life that I lived and like having the experiences that I experienced and experiencing the uh, oppression that I experienced uh-huh. and also being a dark-skinned girl or also being queer or also being fat like yeah. those those are are things that i did not have to navigate in addition to dealing with depression and low self-esteem and self-hate and all that type of shit yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. anyway i still have to say uh niggas know your privilege yo hashtag Whatever. know your privilege. hashtag know your privilege all right let's get out of here this podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. And oh, um, we turn up responsibly. Yes, we do. Yeah. Bye. Hi. Welcome to ASNR for White Liberals. It's me, a real black guy. I'm here to help you get rid of some of that white guilt. Let's begin.